Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. Ooh, I like this one. Mail on Sunday? <laughs> Listen, it's going to take a little while for us to find a new theme song. Well, we got to find our groove. You know what I mean? The groove that encapsulates this show. Yeah, and uh, what better way to celebrate Springfield than with a basketball song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a basketball song. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, space available for lease for your next event at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Saw the sign again this morning. <laughs> if you're looking. How, how are they looking for parking, though? Uh, we got Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com coming on uh, later on, telling you all about the fall scams, back-to-school scams. Well, we're already back to school for a month now, but... Hey, there's still scams going on. Listen, just because they've been in school for a month doesn't mean you can't scam those children. Absolutely. They are wide open for scamming. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to Steve Weissman today. And some other stuff today, too. Lots of other stuff. It's 535. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551. And Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. These are things I should save for the air. <laughs> that, that, you, we, can, mm. we could still talk about that at some Absolutely. point. Absolutely. It's uh, going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 71. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 69. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you... Whoa. Still care <laughs> what's here? happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Why is that playing like, uh, like a Monster like Mash guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, spooky Halloween. <laughs> I was working what? in the Hollywood Trash <laughs> Lab one I have, night. I have no idea why it's playing like that. I don't it's know. actually a little like kind of drawn out. Too. Is it that means it's gonna go longer than six minutes and fifty five seconds? Well, I'm sure. yeah, I could start it from over here All and right, see what's you know any what? better. Let's yeah, let's let's do All that. Right, let's, let's see if see. this uh, this let's works. Ah, oh, there you go. Hey, perfect. Somehow you what? still care about what's happening what's... in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, three thousand miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood trash. Wow. Who's jacking around with our our knobs and switches? Well, I mean I because I moved computers, you know, Dave used to sit in this spot. Yeah. And now I'm in the big chair. Uh, so, you know, Dave used to sit. So I don't know if he, like, messed with the settings or something, like, you know, when he was doing it. But He doesn't, uh, he doesn't know how to mess with settings. Uh, you don't know that. I don't know that. Do you know that? No. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know. Wait. Let's we'll get to the bottom of it. It doesn't Let's- matter. We're, we're in the middle of Hollywood trash now, and we're losing time. You know, did I ever tell you that, uh, you know, this this machine uh, really uh, is kind of a pain in the ass to me? No. Yeah. I know we should get back to Hollywood trash. I'm waiting for you to start Hollywood trash. Oh, yeah. Pop culture-inspired Halloween costumes ideas. Ready? Yes. Eddie Munster because of Stranger Things. Oh, sure. Yeah. Eddie Munson, not Munster. Is that uh, like (laughs) a... Is that like uh, the the Munsters kid? That N- no, it's just, went in a plane crash. It's, it's just the character on like the around, show, like around like around the uh, the World Series. All you need is a Hellfire Club shirt, a denim vest, and a pair of ripped jeans. Uh, Rooster from Top Gun Maverick. Hell's yeah! Yeah, see, I didn't see that. That's uh, Miles Teller's character. All you need is aviator sunglasses and a fake mustache. With fake mustache comes fake responsibility. Oh sure, mm-hmm. you got money for fake mustaches, but you don't have money to pay me back for this costume, right? <laughs> Uh, Jupe Park from Nope. 
I don't know what the hell that is. I never saw that either. A league of their own player. Why is that like popular again? Hasn't hasn't that movie been kind of put to rest for years? The movie's 30 years old. I don't know. Harry Styles in his sparkly jumpsuit from Coachella. That's the one I'm doing. That was the one I was going to do. Well, then you're going to have to pick... We can't uh, both be Harry Styles. Liam whatever his name is. We can't both be Harry Styles for Halloween. That's what I'm saying. You can be the other one of One Direction. Liam whatever his name is. That guy. The one who's not so successful. So I saw a video the other day. Of some yeah. guy uh, pretending to be Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Remember the old Justin Timberlake when he was a kid? Yeah. Well, he, he it, rather than have like that curly-haired blonde wig, the guy uh, duct tape a bunch of ramen noodles to his head. Oh. It was that's perfect. ingenious. Like you would never know the difference. He looks like a, a ramen-haired kind of guy, doesn't he? Maybe that's what I'll do during the Halloween celebration at the, at the Rumble seat this year. Oh. Put a bunch of ramen noodles on my head. Uh, Brad Pitt might be making time with Emily Ratajkowski, the recently single star of the Blurred Lines videos. Sources say they've been secretly dating, but nothing's official yet. But a so-called insider said, quote, people have been speculating about this for a while. So much for being, uh, secret. Well, I mean, people have been, I haven't been speculating whether or not he's been dating her. Well, that's you, but there's other people, that's their job to speculate on these kinds of things. Uh, he's 58, I know. And, and she's, she's how old? 31. 27-year age gap. That's an entire Dua Lipa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we measure our lives in Dua Lipas. Yeah, if it's a generation or more, maybe you should yeah. see people closer to your own age. Like, say, I don't know, uh, 31. Yeah, okay. 31. Uh, Aqua's song, Barbie Girl, will not be in the live-action Barbie movie. What? And what's the point? You know, the one uh, with Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling? Yes. Uh, in an interview with Variety, Aqua lead singer Lene Nystrom said, Using the song would be too cheese on cheese. I totally understand why they didn't use it, but it's going to bring us a lot of attention no matter what. Keyboardist Soran Rasted joked, Oh, we should say we turned it down. Ryan Gosling is not good enough. Barbie turned uh, Barbie girl turned 25 years old this year. Uh, and you know what? It still sounds as fresh and as alive as it did with the day it came mm, out. No, I don't I don't agree with you. I think it sounds uh, horrible and an earworm okay. that uh, will Could not disagree with you more. Kelly Ripa's relationship with her live co-host Regis Philbin was complicated to say the least. In fact, Kelly has a new memoir out today called Live Wire: Long-Winded Short Stories, and she admits the chapter about Regis was the hardest one to write. He died of a heart attack in July of 2020 at the age of 88. It's a shame when they go so young. It's also <laughs> a shame when someone uh, you know writes a memoir and trashes Regis Philbin when, when he can't defend himself because he's dead. Well, she says, there were good days and bad days. I don't want to feel like I'm slamming anyone or that I'm being disrespectful, but I also want uh, people to know it was not a cakewalk. Despite any issues they had on the set, Kelly said she very much enjoyed the time they spent together outside of work. He came to a dinner I hosted, one of my favorite things of my life. I never laughed so hard. I'm going to guess she's probably the uh, the issue in that relationship. Who doesn't love Regis? You got to love Regis. Everybody He's loved Regis. Regis. Everybody loved Regis. Yes. He was, a, he was a, just a friendly guy all around. People love that guy. And you're telling me that the, 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 the relationship was complicated? Mm-hmm. Did Kathy Lee have a complicated relationship with him? I, I don't know. Well. No way to know. Yeah, I don't know if, he, if she did or not. 
YouTube age-restricted Nicki Minaj's new video, Lickle Miss. They age-restricted that video, and she's not happy about it. In fact, she thinks YouTube is working with another label to sabotage her and limit the number of views it gets. Either that, or they just put the age restriction on it like they do most of the videos that have, you know, content in it. I don't even know what the uh, what the song Lickle Miss is about. I don't know, but I really want to find out now. It, it sounds fun. The uh, moment you tell me it's not good for me is the moment I want to take a look at it. Uh, see, I can't even read the lyrics on the on the air. It's it's horrible. Worse it's than uh, than the WAP song. Yeah, worse than the WAP. Really? Song. Yeah. That's by, saying something. By the way, uh, you know the uh, the place to be in Springfield. Yeah, they offer WAP. Waffles and pancakes. Oh, my God, I was going to say. I know. Like, how do you order that? Isn't that funny? That is kind of funny. They have a WAP special. It's waffles and pancakes. I bet it's doused in syrup. I don't think Nicki Minaj has anything to do with it, by the way. And uh, and that, my friends, is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. This is a public service announcement from... 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 and Cheap Trick. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. Nice day today. Sunny and a high of 71. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 69. Giggity. It is 55 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Attorney Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us later on this morning. There's uh, fall-time scams, and everyone's trying to get their uh, their mitts into, and we'll talk about uh, some of them after uh, 8 o'clock? Uh, 8 o'clock. 8, 8 o'clock, yeah. All right, there we go. It's a, He's a scamming himself. <laughs> Except, <laughs> you know, the funny thing about it is, if you ever spend time with Steve, he's a he's a wonderful guy, a very very I'm, nice guy. He knows I'm just but, busting him. But here's the thing: whenever he starts talking about scams, you walk yeah. away from that conversation going, "Jesus, everything is wrong. Everything is bad. Everything I knew." Yeah, I've yeah. never had a bad conversation with the guy ever. But you know, when you talk about scams, like, "Oh my God, I got to protect myself." Wow. Yeah. So we'll talk to him uh, coming up after eight o'clock. Yesterday was a school picture day at at my kid's uh, school. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, my, my youngest, Buddy, she likes to stir the pot a little bit. Sure. So she uh, she shows where up. She, where does she get that from? I have no idea. God, I can't. Yeah. I have no idea. Your mom didn't seem to be the type. Apparently, uh, she uh, she wanted to get her picture taken with her mask on, even though nobody's wearing masks in school anymore, unless, of course, you're sick. Right. Uh, and she's not. No. And okay. I, and, I, and I said... I, I, I was, she was telling me, you know, what happened, and I, I was like, why, why did you want the mask on? She's like, three year streak, bro. <laughs> She's like arguing with the the lady taking the picture. Like, no, no, I'm wearing the mask, and the lady's probably thinking to herself, this parent's not going to want this on their photo. And I'm like, I like, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't care. Like, you can do. To me, it's like. <laughs> It's creative if you want to do something wacky for the uh, for the for the yearbook or for right. the school picture. But uh, three year streak, hey, can't she, break that. You know what? I mean, you, 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 it would seem wrong if she were like skipping years. Well, I mean, you, you know, for all the uh, for all the things that we put these kids through for the last couple of years, you know, being home and then uh, having to wear masks all day at school and right. everything like that. It's like, so what? Who cares? Let me tell you something. I respect your kids like uh, like no one's business, especially uh-huh. Buddy. Yeah. Because, uh, first of all, every school picture that I took as a child mm-hmm. was horrible. Yeah. Every single one of them. They've never seen the light of day because they're all terrible, especially that awkward phase. You know, like, you know, like seven years old to like 12. You know, just everything is just like the really weird, 
awkward. Your teeth are going in every direction. Yeah. Your hair is every, every which way. Here's a kid that's taking that opportunity to say, hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to cover 30 years every- from now, I'm going <laughs> to see these pictures and I'm going to yeah. laugh my ass off. Well, thinking, the- you know what? That was a good call on my part. Well, we, uh, we have memories. Memories to cherish. Absolutely. You know? and, that, and I encourage them to kind of do fun things. Obviously, I wouldn't want them to, you know, be so argumentative with somebody that they're going to cause an issue. <laughs> but it's funny how, like, other people view oh, yeah. how things should be. So I'm sure that picture lady was like, you're not all my, no, no. There's no way that your parents are going to pay top dollar for all of these pictures with that uh, mask on. Yeah. Well, first of all, the photographs are already way too expensive to begin with. Right. And know? the photographer has no idea what the Nagel family is all about. No. You know what they did one year? Like a bunch of dummies. They sent out... The they they didn't even let you choose the picture package. They just sent you a picture package, and then all of a sudden, by the end of the year, they're like, "Oh, your money for your photos are due." I'm like, "I don't think so." <laughs> what that, that wow, is that, that's, that's a scammy, and they don't use that company anymore. Yeah, they, that company's gone. Well, my guess but, is everybody complained about it. Well, I mean, how dumb is that? Like. You gave me something. You sent it home with my child, and then now you expect me to pay for it. I didn't even ask. Well, for if it. the idea is that you order off that package, yeah, but if know, they a, gave a, you additional prints or whatever, then you pay. But if you're going to get it, then it's like, hey, I didn't agree or not agree to do anything here. Right. Thanks for the. Thanks for the. I. That's a money maker, huh? Oh, it's such a ripoff. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I if I were my parents, seeing the way. I looked in those pictures. I, first of all, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't even have sent me out in public looking yeah. the way I did. I mean, it was wearing plaid pants and, you know, uh, you know, your tough skins and like tur- oh, yeah. turtleneck shirts. And like, I just, I look like the biggest dork in 1974 you ever saw. Yeah. Yeah. And, but if I had those pictures to, to last a lifetime, I would be furious if I had to pay money for those uh, pieces of garbage. Absolutely. But, you know, here you got your kid posing comedically. And I'm thinking, you know what? I I would pay uh, for the 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 premium uh, the, the, the 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 premium price. Right. So you get all them wallet sizes. You get oh, the yeah. big. You get the big uh, you know canvas. You know five you know three by five things they put over your your mantle. Yeah. Perfect. I have the I have the other two from the two previous years, and they never they no matter how many pictures they took, they didn't have to wear the mask. Yeah. They didn't have to. Like, you could take the mask off while you're taking the picture, but she chose to keep it on, and I'm like, you know what? Good for her, Let man. that be the, the, you know, the thing, like you said, 30 years from now, you look back and you laugh at it. Like, because really, who? I, you know how many pictures I take of my kids all the time? From, what if, you know? Yeah. Well, so what are they What are they charging for a package now? I I didn't get any, any package information, but I know, like, the last time it was at least $40 for the cheapest, the, one. The cheapest one. Right. Which, you know, there's a lot of families that can't afford that right now. No, and the top one's usually like uh, like two bills or more. Right. Yeah, Which is, it's like, do you really want to give all these people the worst pictures of your children? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. You kind of do. You kind of yeah. do. Yeah, here, here, take this one. I spent $200 on it. <laughs> Well, but only if you spend two hundred dollars on it. This portrait mode—it just came with the phone. Yeah. I just uh, push that button, and you can get a get a picture that way. But uh, this, there was there was a company. I don't think they do it anymore. Uh, Grin and Barrett. Get They're it? not around anymore. Get it, Grin? Oh yeah. yeah. And it, it wasn't even the real name of the company. 
they made it sound like, you know, there was a guy named Grin and a guy named Barrett that got together. And, uh, oh, wow, that's a that's a really uh, inventive name. What a chance. Yeah, yeah, they came up with it. You know, the guy's name is, is Smith. Like, it's not even Grim. <laughs> Grin, whatever. But, uh, yeah, what a, what an easy moneymaker yeah. uh, for my company. I tried to do this once, and it didn't work out well. What? I had a photo company at school taking pictures of kids. You did? Yeah, it was called School Shootings, and it didn't really go over that well. <laughs> I don't know wow, why it didn't catch on. Yeah, yeah. boy, that's a uh, boy. That didn't age very well, did it? All of a sudden, I walk in. I walk in there, and there was a lockdown at the school. And, did uh, did so. you have this as a kid? Because I, I mean, we did. I don't know if this uh, if they still did this when uh, you were in school, but there used to be. A, a picture setting that you could order mm-hmm. where basically you're taking two different angles of your kid's face. Yeah. There's there's one that's kind of staring off into the distance. Yeah. And then in the and then behind that one, there's a more reflective yeah, uh, yeah, picture yeah. of your kid, yeah. you know, staring off into the distance. And oftentimes like with the girls, they'd have have them put their 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 fingers like on on their chin, like, you know, they're deep in thought. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, you know your kid well enough to know my my ten year old kid has never been that deep in thought, right. and uh, <laughs> including including me. And uh, but those those were like real popular for a while. You ever see those? Uh, yeah, I did actually. The, the, those are the ones that get passed around on the internet every once in a while. Like the guy with the guy with the laser cat, and he's like sitting one way, and then he's looking the other way. I've seen those. That's before. exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, I wish they did those again. They did. Like now they can. It's Photoshop now. They just put a green screen behind you. Yeah. And then they, they put in whatever background they want to on the thing. I mean, you can do you can do whatever you, whatever scenery you want behind you. Yeah. As opposed to mine, when I was going to school, it was just like, oh, you either get blue or you get green or those, background. Or those fake clouds. Yeah, the fake clowns. Yeah, yeah. Those were always good. Hey, good for your kid, though. Yeah. Good, you know, for, your hey, kid. good for your kid for saying, hey, listen, I got a streak going here. I, I'm not going to let you interrupt it. Making memories. That's what we're doing. We're making memories. It's 620 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Whatever she likes, I like. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 627 and Hart. Back, uh, with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a pretty nice day today. Sunny and a high of 71. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 69. Giggity, it's 40, or 54 in downtown Springfield. Um, whoa. What? I just want to make a quick uh, uh, thing here. You know, we we have a guy uh, that works here, Jerry Todd. Yeah. You know, our, he used to be on the uh, air at night. And now, yeah. Uh, Sandy Mac. Uh, he's retiring the, at the end of this year. And it's like... Oh man, this guy has worked here since 1979, which is crazy. And, I, uh, which means when he leaves, yeah, the longest serving member of the of the staff, yeah, is me. That's it. Oh, look at you! I'm the old guy. Pupil becomes the teacher. Oh my god! Uh, so and it's going to be a huge loss for uh, for, for Rock 102 because you know I, I've always said uh, Jerry's like the the most talented guy in this company. You know he's a he's a universal or versatile man. Oh know, yeah, all kinds of crazy voices and stuff like that. Um, but uh, you know it brings me to this uh, thing: the, the secretary at my kid's school is Jody Fairman. Mm-hmm. She's leaving after like twenty years. This lady's awesome. You know, like she's got her crap together. She's got her crap together when nobody else has her crap together. Right. You know, and and it's like she's leaving on October seventh. She must get another job somewhere or whatever. But it's like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> like, <laughs> 
You know, you, you could, you, you could, you, you know, you could hurdle, uh, you could throw, hurl anything at this woman, and she'd, be, she'd be able to sort it out. Right. When it, when it, you know, chaos. You, you, you have to pick up your kids last minute at school. You send her a note, and she takes care of everything. It's, uh, it's going to be difficult to do that. But uh, I wish Miss Fairman the best. Good. Yeah. You know, sometimes it happens when uh, you know someone leaves, and you think, well, I mean, how could they survive without that one person? Yeah. You know, uh, people do tend to step up and make things, uh, you know, work out. Yes, yeah, well, but it's the initial thought of like, what are we gonna do without this person? Oh, I know, you know? I know. So, uh, you know, when uh, when Jerry finally retires, uh, you're just gonna you're just gonna be hearing us playing stuff off the internet for a while. <laughs> hey, why does this have some other radio conditions call letters in it? Oh, yeah. uh, we couldn't we couldn't find anybody to put anything yeah. together for us. Yeah, so. Jerry Jerry wasn't available right. to do it himself. So uh, so congratulations to uh, to Jody over at the Gateway uh, Gateway Regional whatever the hell it is right wherever my kids go. <laughs> Remember the name of the damn place. It's six twenty nine. We have news next to Rock one hundred two. That's not up on you. It's six thirty two with Bax and uh, Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. <laughs> Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Didn't it not sneak up on you since you are the operator on the outside of the board? Well, you know, I'm, I was uh, I was being asked a question and I was trying to answer it, and I just took you know I I was on my phone for like a half a second. Oh, you know how that was. Oh, you know, it's like uh, it's oh. like operator error. I own it. That's on me. That wife telling you to mow the lawn again that you haven't done all summer long. No, that's uh, uh, I actually I actually hired a man to oh, do it. You a, hired a real man, a real live man to, to mow my lawn. Do that? Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you, Bax. Uh, the Springfield Police Department is investigating after two people were found dead in a home on Sunday night. According to Ryan Walsh, officers were called to a home on Maynard Street around 10.15 p.m. Walsh said that a relative found an adult man and woman dead inside the home from apparent gunshot wounds. Walsh said there is no threat to the public and the names of the two people that have died have not been released. Uh, this past weekend saw more than 300,000 people on Saturday and Sunday combined at the Big E. But uh, let's see, what are they talking about here? We are, pr- we are, oh, because it was Springfield Day yesterday. Oh, and it yeah. was like all these people showed up for Springfield Day. And Mayor Dom Dom was on the scene. He said, uh, We are so proud. We are Springfield strong, Springfield proud. We are Springfield. That will continue to go and be able to move the city forward. It's just great to be out here again on Springfield Day, and I love interacting with the crowd. Peace out, Mayor Dom Dom. <laughs> he left a voicemail message yesterday uh, wishing us well. Yeah, you know, yeah it was he, nice. Uh, he heard, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a change, a pretty big change actually here on right. the show. And uh, you know he wished uh, he wished Dave well, and uh, he wished us well, and then he uh, said, "Maya Dom Dom out." At the end of the uh, the voicemail, and then he dropped his phone and walked away while it was still on. Oh yeah, he did like the mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. yeah, you know, off. it's it's hilarious. He's like now the first person to call, but yet he calls when we're like not yet on the air. Well, I mean, uh, you know, he. Uh, He's got other things to do. He's a busy, busy man. Yeah, he I know, be, I know. He can't be talking to us all day long. He was at the Big E yesterday, all day, on Springfield Day. I wonder oh. if he does all mayoral business, like in the Massachusetts uh, building, for a day. Probably. Like, it's a big, uh, I mean, they showed video, of, like, you know, Tom Ash. Mm-hmm. You know, he was out there. You know, he, he's uh, he's in the, the mayor's office now. So, I mean, he's they're all out there. They got, like, a fake desk set up. Yeah, with like a, the Massachusetts with a, with a with a like a phone, a stack of papers, and that uh, coffee makes me poop mug that he has on his uh, on his desk. Yeah, 
I uh, I can see that. I can see that ha- happening there, you know, with uh, Mayor Dom Dom. Getting a lot of work done. All right. Doing important meetings. You, uh, Bill Baker, go get me some moon nuts. <laughs> I want corn dogs for all my staff. Corn Every, dogs? Everybody gets a corn dog. Everyone's got to sit here and eat the corn dog. Don't give me that crazy burger, though. There's something about a stale donut on a piece of raw meat that doesn't really sit well with my stomach. I'm going to have to get some Pepto for that. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the West. Is, is there, you know what? There really should be a Pepto tent at the Big E. You know what? It wouldn't hurt. Yeah, no. I can't believe somebody isn't selling roll aids or something like that. Something. You got to believe there's some reflux going on all over that place. The uh, Westfield police are asking for the public's help to identify a man who allegedly caused damage at a gas station on Saturday. According to the department, around 6.45 p.m., the man allegedly caused damage to one of the pumps at the Gulf Station located on Elm Street in Westfield. Police say he bought gas and then used a pair of scissors to cut the electrical wires on the gas pump. If you can identify uh, this person or have any uh, information, contact Westfield uh, Police Detective Williams. He doesn't have a first name? Uh, no, just uh, Police Detective Williams. What's your uh, first name? It's just Williams. <laughs> You've heard of Charo, right? You heard of Madonna? I'm just Williams. I'm not really sure that the Westfield police are going by uh, just one names. You know, they might go by one name uh, amongst each other. Right. Like, hey, Williams, yeah, come on over here. Uh, but I don't think to the public. You oh, know, I don't know. I don't know. Is it uh, Detective John Williams? Detective James Williams? Because it no, says J Williams. It's just Williams. Wow. Um. What was the, uh, how did, where, was, where are the wires I, on this see, thing? I don't I, even know. I don't know. I mean, they, they say cut the wire. To me, it seems like he was trying to cut, like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe put in one of those, those skimmer things, you know, maybe, okay, maybe that's what, but if you I don't ever the, recall like there being exposed wires on a gas pump. Usually everything's encased in the, uh, in the, the, the metal frame of the pump. Yeah. This guy, uh. This guy, he's a pretty hefty-looking dude. He actually kind of looks like Jabba the Hutt a little bit. He's not that hefty. He's pretty damn hefty. He's one of those big guys, and he's got this big gut sticking out, and he's looking up at the security camera. Like like he knows he's going to get caught. We're going to know I'm cutting these wires, man. These people are nuts. Yeah, I don't know, man. You you don't want to tamper with those things. No, yeah. And and and, and uh, maybe he was the guy that put in those stickers on the pumps with Joe Biden's finger pointing at the price. Uh, that says, I did this? I did that. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. A uh, business owner in Springfield has been working for nearly seven decades, and it looks like there's no intentions of slowing down anytime uh, soon. 97-year-old Joe Maruka is the owner of Winchester Auto School in Springfield. Joe's been on the job for more than 70 years. His resume also includes service in World War II. In recognition of it. Wow. Back in my day, this driving school was a Jeep. <laughs> you know why they call them Jeeps? Because they stand for general purpose. Is that, that true? Way, Daimler, yeah, well, no, I had no idea. Uh, Daimler Chrysler took them over and ruined the whole Jeep name. 70 years? Yeah. Uh, 97. <clears throat> in recognition of his time on the job, his coworkers wanted to throw him a little party Monday to show how much Joe means to everyone there. This is the kind of party that happens at noontime. Right. Because the guy's 97 years old. 
At 97, I'd be yeah. taking a nap by 1230. Uh, I've been very good with customers. The customers have been very good to me, Joe recalled. We've never had any complaints, and the things we've done for the people in Springfield, and we've had a good group of people working here. Now, is he still himself instructing? Or is he now more relegated to, say, office work? I would like to think he's more in the administrative part as opposed to being the guy who drives along with a kid in a car going, all right, make sure you're doing your honkers, on." Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I suppose it's one thing if you're elderly and teaching somebody to drive. Mm-hmm. That's maybe better than the elderly actually driving come on you little whippersnapper pull the cover down on the rumble seat and let's get going to the soiree these kids today don't know nothing about no driving no cars 97 good yeah. for him i uh look listen uh th- th- to the best of my um calculations i have 3274 days before i'm comfortable uh retiring from this godforsaken business at 97 i have no intention First of all, I'm not sure I'm going to make it that long, but I have no intention of working at 97 years old. Are you sure about that? I, listen, I do not want to be working at 97. You never know with this uh, with this community. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, or with this economy, anyway. You might you might need. There's always that work. possibility, but I but my uh, but my my hope is I don't have to. Well, you can hope all you want. But again, if uh, you're 97 years old and you need the money that bad, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be doing uh, you're gonna be doing radio on WARE. Oh Jesus, who wants to do that? The Ware Radio Station. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, 43-year-old woman in Texas named Christy Henshaw goes by the nickname Grumpy. Mm. I wonder why. And last Wednesday evening, she met up with her husband at a local Goodwill. Goodwill, popping tags. <laughs> Smells like Ah Kelly sheets. They were meeting uh, so Grumpy could give him back, uh, give him his truck back, but that didn't happen. Grumpy showed up at Goodwill under the influence and refused to give him his truck. That's why they call him Grumpy. Then she threatened to light the truck's gas tank on fire. I take that back. That's why they call her Grumpy. Uh, The husband was uh, holding the driver's side door open with Grumpy still inside when she pulled an open pocket knife and stabbed him on his left side. All right, I take that back. Perhaps the knife and the stabbing was the reason why she's called Grumpy. Grumpy was arrested and charged with uh, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. The husband is going to be okay. But does the relationship last? That's my question. Once you've been stabbed by the woman you love, is there any way to save that relationship? Well, you know, she could always uh, use the defense of, uh, Your Honor, uh, I wasn't, uh, I was, I was, Burning his vehicle as a metaphor for my love, for my burning desire for right, him. Right, The burning I felt in my loins the burning, for him. The burning I would experience soon after our romantic, violent encounter. Gonorrhea. Gonorrhea! <laughs> I advanced, and she withdrew. I, I can't remember the rest of it. Um, but yeah, you know, hey, uh, if you can't have a woman who uh, who who doesn't love you that much that would want to set your truck on fire. No, I hear you. Then whom can you love? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 71. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 69. Giggity, it's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. GG. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 648. 
and Mountain. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 71. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 69. Giggity, it's four, uh, 54 in downtown Springfield. There is a traffic alert this morning uh, uh, This in Westfield. Crews responded to a major accident on Montgomery Road. Westfield police confirmed a car crash into a utility pole closing down Montgomery Road between uh, Notre Dame Street and Pine Street. The road is expected to open later today at 3 p.m. There you go. I was listening to the uh, the daily podcast yesterday, uh, you know, just to listen to see uh, you know how things sounded and how we can uh, you know try to make things better. Yeah, and uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you can make it any better. <laughs> it was just so perfect. Oh, it's beautiful. Isn't um, it? But you can listen to the uh, the daily podcast. Excuse me on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Rock One Hundred Two dot com. musical podcast uh, this week. My guest is Craig Bell. This is a guy from a, a band from the uh, the early seventies called Rocket from the Tombs. The uh, this band wind up becoming a bunch of other bands soon after this, but they wrote some incredible songs back then. And uh, he spent like eighteen years in New Haven after that band broke up, and uh, was a member of the uh, the Saucers that played around around here for years. And uh, and then yesterday I did an interview with a guy who, and I don't I don't want to say who it is, but this is a guy that I've been trying to get since the very beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, and I finally got him yesterday. Yeah. And uh, it was freaking awesome. Yeah. Maybe one of the best stage performers I've ever seen. Buddy Ames? Damn it. How'd you figure it out? So close. Yeah. Oh, he was. Uh... Uh, no, not Buddy Ames. But, uh, like, you, you know, sometimes you, you, you nail one, you get one, you know, that you've been working on booking forever, and you finally get them. And uh, even though the dude was like 35 minutes late for our Zoom call. Uh, and we wound up doing it on the phone instead because yeah. he was on a train. The guy gave me a half hour of his time, and it was like, holy crap, how cool was that? So yeah. that'll be the uh, the next one. I'll tell you more about it later in the week. But, sounds, man, it was it was awesome. Sounds pretty cool. I'm telling you, if I'm excited about it, you know it must be pretty, uh, pretty interesting. It may mean nothing to you, but for me, that was a good one. Yes, and if you like things that Bax gets excited about, then you'll definitely be excited about this as well. And I know there's only a handful of you that give a crap about what I what I'm thinking and what I care about, but this one was a big one for me personally. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. listen. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to Steve Weissman, Marty Caproni. Uh, you know, tomorrow, you know, Michael Dobbs later in the week. I'm all at the end of my seat on all of those, but this one was a good one. How could you not get excited about Michael Dobbs? Speaking of guys who are retiring, we should mention yeah. that uh, Michael Dobson, the reminder, yeah, is uh, is stepping down. Uh, you know, hanging up his uh, hanging up his reporter uh, jacket or whatever kind of equipment he needs to uh, to do what he does for the reminder. Probably gonna do what he does uh, normally after work. He's probably gonna go to Smoky Joe's, yeah, have some cigars, yeah. uh, you know, a glass of bourbon, and enjoy the rest of his life. God bless him. He's also got a really interesting story to uh, share with us when he gets here on on Friday. Oh, really? Oh, yes. About what? Uh, certain places, maybe not letting him in. Oh, yeah. After writing certain th- pieces about somebody. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I oh, I ooh. I see what you're getting. That's at. called the Entertainment Tonight Radio. We're like teasing we tease. everything. Yeah, yeah, we're teasing the hell out of everything. Um, this supply chain thing getting out of control. Ford Motor Company. Ford cannot get enough of the blue oval badges that are affixed to the exterior of its vehicles. Spokesman uh, T.R. Reed confirmed. 
It's the latest in a host of supply challenges uh, bedeviling the auto industry in Ford, which warned Monday that it expects to have 40 to 50 40 to 50,000 cars nearly finished but lacking crucial parts at the end of the third quarter, including the blue badge that goes on the vehicle. You know the thing that's on the front of my car that yeah. says uh, Ford on it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh you can't get those. I mean, so what do they do? They just like write it in Sharpie and you know put a big circle around it? Pretty much. I mean, I, I would do that. Uh, the shortage has, quote, delayed deliveries of certain vehicles. According to the Wall Street Journal, the company briefly considered 3D printing the iconic insignia that traces its lineage back to the days of its namesake founder. Uh, but it's very bad. But it's not as bad as the days immediately before the global financial crisis when Ford needed money so desperately that it pledged that Blue Oval was collateral to secure financing. You know, uh, I suppose from a marketing standpoint, that's a really big deal to not have uh, the ability to put your logo on your own product. Mm -hmm. uh, but I can't feel too bad for Ford right now. I was telling you off the air. Do you see the uh, the new F two fifty they're uh, they're putting up? Yeah, I don't get that because I don't know if I'm looking at the same picture you are because you said it had modern technology in it, but I didn't see anything that denotes modern technology inside that vehicle. So there's a there at the Velocity Modern Classics uh, 1967 to 72 Ford F250 apparently is being uh, redesigned with the with today's safety standards and all this. It looks like an old fashioned Ford pickup truck, okay, and uh, it looks wicked cool, like you know, real retro. And everything like, you know, these are the kind of trucks you saw on the road, like in 1971, 70, 69 or whatever. It's $100,000 for one of these trucks. I would like to have a truck. I can think of a million things I could do with a truck. Yeah. But I can also think of 100,000 things I'd rather do than spend $100,000 on a truck. Especially for an older style looking truck. This is to me, it's like the PT Cruiser of pickup trucks. It's designed to look old. But it's still new, and I'm not so sure it's worth the money. You know what? It's the the price of vehicles are ridiculous anyway. My mine my yeah. truck. I went to go to just to see because they're saying, well, you can get top dollar now for your for your vehicle. So I went to go uh, just take an inquiry to see how much they were going to give me uh, like twenty grand for that. Now it's a it's a 2016. It's got a lot of miles on it now. Right. It's got like 125 thousand miles on it. But at that time, it did, it had 100 uh, like 15, and you still had 10 thousand miles left to the warranty thing that I had that I had bought. Right. So it still had some some value to it, and uh, they were going to give me 20. They had another one on the lot at this particular dealership that was pretty much the same as mine. And it was used yeah. for $45,000. And I'm like, there's no way I'm giving this away for twenty grand when you're making yeah. $25,000 off a used one. Well, their supply chain issues you know, are affecting every yeah. every automaker. And so I, so not that long ago, I had my car serviced at a, a local dealer. Yeah. Might as well have been flushing my money away. He told you you blew a seal and you said, fix my damn car and leave my private life out of this. I, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. You, it's like you were actually mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So I had this, uh, this service scheduled, right? Yeah. And I got a phone call the day before the service saying, oh, I see you're on the, uh, the schedule to have your car serviced uh, tomorrow. Uh, would you like to come in to talk about trading in your vehicle for a brand new one? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, 
uh, no, because <laughs> right. I don't want to do that. And uh, secondly, uh, I kind of like not having payments on my, my car. Actually, really right. like that. So uh, I'm thinking, how desperate must they be? For used vehicles right now, because well, you because you know they're gonna you know fix it up a little bit, get it you know you know back to looking like uh, like they could uh, a saleable car. Yeah, and uh, and then I'm stuck trying to figure out how I'm gonna what? drive around because I I really don't want to have to pay anything. Well, that's the thing. I, like, I have no payments on that thing, and uh, my buddy he was justifying. It. He goes, "All right, think about what do you think the most expensive thing on that? How much is that going to cost you?" And I'm like, I don't know, four grand. And he goes, how many payments is that? If you went and bought a brand new vehicle, it's actually, uh, you know, to buy a brand new pickup truck like that it would probably be seventy something thousand dollars. It's, yeah. ridi- it's ridiculous. Which how is much n- the- which is not anywhere near close to what you paid for. It. Nowhere near. It was, I paid probably twenty grand less for what right that thing. And I, so you know, for you to tell me you're only going to give me twenty grand for that, and then turn around and sell it for forty five, I don't think so. That's yeah. not really going to be the way that that works. That's why when I'm yeah. ready to buy a, a, a brand new car, I want to make sure that supply chain issues are resolved. Yeah, and there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of uh, things to choose from, and the prices go down a little bit. I'm not at the point where I want to say, hey, you know what? I really would like to spend more than what my payments used to be five years ago. Yeah, I would like to pay significantly more. Yes, I'm, I, I'm not I, at that point yet. Yeah, please. I, it's like a, it's like a mother mortgage. It's like a mortgage it on is. a vehicle, which and is I, ridiculous. And I can't live in my car. I mean, it's comfortable, but not comfortable enough to live in. We'll have to ask. Uh, we'll have to get Mike Quincy on soon and ask him about all these uh, supply chain issues. Yeah, because they're they are causing problems. Right. It's uh, six fifty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. New England Patriots football. Every game, every play, only on Rock 102. This Sunday, the Patriots travel to Green Bay. This is Carla Kazenzi reminding you not to miss the North. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 with Bax and Nagel and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Uh, there is a traffic update to give you out in Westfield. Uh, crews responded to a major accident on Montgomery Road earlier. Westfield police confirmed that a car crashed into a utility pole closing down Montgomery Road between Notre Dame and Pine Street. The road is expected to open later today around 3 p.m. This is a crucial road, apparently, uh, going to Westfield High School. Mm. So uh, so avoid that area if you can. Uh, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us uh, next hour. And tomorrow, comedian Marty Caproni will be uh, will be here. Ooh, Marty Caproni. Yeah, there you go. What's he doing? <laughs> I never know. <laughs> I told you. I, was like, I just book him and I said, just come on the show. He, he's uh, he's appearing locally. Yeah. I think he's going to be at Roar uh, in November. So that's uh, that's coming up pretty soon. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be down at MGM in November. Actually, I think it's I think it's the same week. Whoa! I know. Wow, he could do a whole prep up to that show. <laughs> maybe Promote the hell out of that. Maybe thing. he can join us at the Mayflower Marathon for a bit. How about a little round of Am I the A Hole? Yes. Bessie? There you go. I'm uh, ready. All right. Uh, here's a Am I the A Hole. I organized a barbecue for the first time the other day with my family and some relatives. I'm vegetarian. My wife isn't. My kids are free to choose. As I was the one who organized it, was one of the was one was the one who brought all the food and was the one barbecuing everything. I did it to my taste with veggie patties, impossible burgers, corn on the cob, etc. This was fine as far as my immediate family was concerned, but some of my relatives-in-law started complaining about there not being any real meat on offer and cracking rude comments about veg- uh, veganism and left-wing progressivism and uh, what, what have you. 
I'm not vegan, and I never lecture people on morals, ethics, or anything like that. Anyway, several of the relatives worked themselves up into a bother, and one of them, my wife's brother-in-law, popped out to the supermarkets to buy some ribs. When he came back, he placed the ribs among the ingredients and asked me to cook them up, too. I got quite upset at this, telling him I was doing the barbecuing here, I had already bought enough food for everyone, and I wasn't going to cook these ribs for them so he can take them home and do what he wants with them himself. He then started cussing me out for not accommodating meat eaters Mm -hmm. and left with his wife, my wife's sister. After this, my wife's father and several other relatives kept giving me the evil eye and shunning me for the rest of the day and only picked at the food I made. Am I the a-hole? Right? I did say that. Yes, you did. I almost said the word. I don't know what word you're talking about. Uh, For uh, accommodating, for not accommodating my relatives-in-law by cooking the food they wanted to eat? Yeah, you are. I don't... I, I. why why would you think that's okay? You know, the thing that uh, that some, you know, vegan and vegetarian uh people don't quite understand is is that the people that are not vegan and are uh not uh, vegetarian yeah uh don't want to be converted into them. So right. uh if you're not going to provide them with food for them to eat, then you make it a bring it, uh, then you tell them in advance, bring your own. It is it is pretty rude it's, to, it's, to it, not think about other people coming to your house. It's presumptuous. And most mo- listen. I uh, I am a meat eater. I like meat. Meat is like one of my favorite things. Do I uh, you know do I do I look down on a vegan or a vegetarian? No, I just know that that's not what I want to follow. So. Do I want you know? Will I eat your food? Yeah, I will because I'll be polite. But it's like, you know, if you're going to have people over, you know, accommodate their needs, too. And that's the thing. Like, if I have people over my house for, like, a kid's birthday party or something, and I know there's adults coming, I, like, freak out because I want to make sure that everybody's happy with yeah. what they've what they've had. And me, let's just say uh, I make a jambalaya. Sure. Right? Well, not everybody likes jambalaya. So wouldn't you have other dishes as well? Like uh, maybe absolutely, you could have a vegetable dish, and maybe you could even have some Beyond Burgers. But you should also be offering the alternative of a hot dog or mm-hmm. a hamburger that's uh, made of real animals and not just plant. I had a party years ago. I think it was like a birthday party, and and some friends of ours came over. They happen to be vegetarians. No big deal. Perfectly nice people. But I think I made a lasagna. Yeah, and I made uh, I made a, a regular lasagna with uh, with meat in it, and then I made because I knew they were coming, and I and I wanted to be polite. I accommodated their needs too. I made a vegetable lasagna, and it was delicious. I mean, I I, I know they were going to like it. It was wasn't going to be a problem, and they loved it. Yeah, and I think they appreciated the fact that I, you know, went ahead and made this specifically for them, and other people had it too, and they liked it. So, you know, as a host, I'm thinking of every guest, not just me. As opposed to this guy, this a-hole, who thinks, this is my house, this is my grill, and you will eat what I give you. I'm trying to find more info on this, because I'd like to know if this person uh, invited people saying, hey, would you like to come to a vegetarian barbecue this weekend, or would you like to come to a barbecue this weekend? There's See, a big difference There's a yes, yeah, absolutely. in how you've asked that question. That's why I said you, you tell people right. to bring your own so that no one's going to feel slighted if they don't get what, they, what they're ready to eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know. I, li- I like uh, bringing dishes. I, did we have a call? We did, but they uh, they, they had hung, no patience. They hung up. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, I try to accommodate to everybody that comes over the house. 
not just the vegans. But that's but that's being a, a gracious host. You well, know, I mean, it's like okay, well, not everybody's gonna look. If let's just say, for example, you're gonna roast a pork. Okay, not everybody that you know is going to eat pork right. for any number of reasons. They they may not like pork. They may have cultural or religious reasons not to eat pork. But then you make something else that is not pork related, so that there's no problem. All right, now we got uh, we got calls rolling in here. Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Chai Dale. Hey, hey, oh, how you doing, brain, Dale? Is this hey. brain injury guy? It okay, is. Hey guys. Hey, a pair. A mind is like a parachute. It works best when it's open. You know, variety is the spice of life. Yeah, you right. gotta have People a. People should you know, a little vegetarian ain't gonna kill you. No, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna kill you. But if you're invited to a party and there's no, you know, there's no parameters set for what you can expect, you know, then and that's yeah. kind of on the host, don't you think? If I if I yeah. if I have a party and tell you, listen, we're gonna have a meatless party. You're you're, you're more than invited to join us. You know, at least you give me the, the the decision as a guest whether I bring my own or anything else. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and if you're used to it, yeah, all the time. But I don't know. All right. That's all right, know. Dale. It's the best thing for you, though. Needless is the best thing for us, but we're we're not into it. Well, meatless, it, it all depends on what, who you want to believe. There are plenty of people who say that the, uh, the Beyond Meat products are actually very unhealthy because it's not just plants, but chemicals, too. Right. You're, you're talking right. to a yeah, guy. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, hey, uh, Dale, uh, take care of yes. yourself. Appreciate Thanks, the call. Dale. Love your show, guys. You're great. Hey, bye, bye. You have to be brain dead to love this. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Hey, good morning, this is Eric. Hey, Eric, what's hey, up? Hey, Eric, why are you talking so low? Hey, so nothing worse than a new vegan, because mm. you don't know what to expect. And secondly, when you invite a vegan over and you say you're going to order out, always have them order their own food, because then you're in the middle of, well, does that salad have cheese in it? And, well, does it have cheese in it? Oh, it has cheese in it, and then it's it's back and forth, and... You always let them order for themselves if you're going to order out. Some sometimes you know that's a really good idea, but if it's a, if it's one of these things where you're the host and providing the food, you always tell people, listen, if you if there's something else that you want, please feel free to bring it. Of course, that's of that's. Course. But if we say, hey, we're going to do takeout tonight, then here you can order it. There you I go. I don't know what the answers no. are to you how mu- you make the the dish. You must be killer at parties. <laughs> Yeah, These are sure. family functions. They're never parties. Oh, family There you go. Well, All thanks right, for the Thank you. All right. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is John. Hey, John. What's up? I have an exception to that rule. And what I is it? I have a friend of mine who kept a kosher kitchen. Okay. And I brought something like beef tenderloin wrapped in bacon. Mm. Yeah. Which well. obviously presents a clear and present Stage or two, oh, oh. the closeness of any kitchen. Right, right. And did you know? Did you know? I ended up having to bring my own cookware to cook it. It yeah. was delicious. I meant to share it with. He had some friends who did not keep the faith, like he did. So I was more to share with everybody. Right. And um, I, knowing that he kept the kosher kitchen. 
I went that extra mile. Said, yeah, you know what? I brought my own cookware. I don't create a kosher violation. Well, there, well, you, go. there you go. See that, and that's perfectly fine. But you're, but you're you, respecting the uh, the cultural uh, practices, right? But you, but you knew going into that 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 was going to be an issue, right? Well, yeah. Obviously, I've known this guy for over thirty years. I've known him as long as I've known you, Bax. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, but as far as the person. That's the only way I could see this guy rationalizing not using his cook surface to cook someone else's food that they brought. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're, yeah, you're standing it, up for the guy who's got the grill going with all the veggie stuff on it and that, contaminating and I'm not it. Up on, I'm saying that's the only way I would is if it was specifically a kosher kitchen. And then you got to bring your own grill? Come on. Who's got time for well, that? But, but well, he's, that, but he's, you couldn't have... No, it wasn't a grill. I, I, it was more. I, I think. Uh, I think it was like, um, uh, you know, the old cast iron skillets. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was something like that because right. obviously right. those have a special flavor to them. Well, there you go. All right, listen, oh, I, we I, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Yeah, we could go on and on yeah. about this, but we'd <laughs> like to end this. <laughs> it's 722 with Dax and Nagel and Rock 102. Fall is here. And so is the 29. 732. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Traffic alert. Road hug. We got a traffic alert out in Westfield this morning. Uh, crews responding to a major accident on Montgomery Road. Westfield police confirming that a car did crash into a utility pole, closing down Montgomery Road between Notre Dame and Pine Street. That is the access to the high school, from what I've been told. So uh, that's going to be, uh, oh, well, good thing not a lot of kids are going to school today. Yeah, good thing it's not, uh, not like businesses along the way there, too. Right. The road is expected to open later today around 3 p.m., so that's going to be... 3 p.m.? Must have been a pretty damn bad crash. I mean, yeah, usually no a utility pole, I mean, they can usually do that within... I don't know. Well, yeah, well, you know, I'm, a lot I'm, of, like, I'm like assuming yeah. that the, that the pole yeah, just goes right up. We're not physically there, so it's hard for us to say for sure, but that's, uh, that's pretty bad if it's going to take till 3 p.m. to get things uh, back in order. Yes. Uh, authorities are investigating after two people were found dead in Springfield on Sunday. Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Wall said that officers were called to a Maynard Street home around 10.15 p.m. last night after a relative found a man, or the last night meaning Sunday, after a relative found a man and a woman dead inside the home from apparent gunshot wounds. An investigation is ongoing by members of the Springfield Homicide Unit with assistance from the Hamden District Attorney's Office, and Walsh noted that, uh, quote, there is no threat to the public. And uh, we'll bring you updates on that if we get them. Westfield police are looking for the public's help by identifying a person who who they said maliciously caused damage to one of the gas pumps at the Gulf gas station on Elm Street. Investigators said it happened around Saturday around 6.45 p.m. after purchasing fuel. The person seen in the photo allegedly decided to take a pair of scissors and cut electrical wires on the gas pump, which caused damage to it. Anyone with information is asked to contact uh, Westfield uh, police detective Jason Williams. See, 22 uh, says he doesn't have a first name, and uh, Western Mass News says he does. Well, who's your, who you're supposed to believe? Wasn't uh, just Detective Williams. Like, he had no first name. Well, it's Jason, by the way. As you know, Williams is not a very popular name. He's probably the only uh, Officer Williams in the entire department. You don't know that. No, I don't. I'm just saying probably. There's a chance he may not, but I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say definitively. But, you know, who do you know whose last name is Williams? 
You know, if... Uh, Other than, like, Bud Williams and his entire family, yeah. which is very large. Yeah, it's a very uncommon name, Williams. Yes. Like, I just heard Johnson for the first time. Never heard that one before. Really? What yeah. about Smith? You ever hear Smith before? Not very often. How do you, how do you know how to spell it? Uh, S-M-Y-T-H? I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, it could that. be. That's Smythe, actually. That's Patty Smythe, right? Yes. Uh, two men from New York are facing several charges after being arrested for breaking into a house in Longmeadow over the weekend. It all happened Saturday around 8 p.m. Longmeadow police said the family called 911. They were not at home and that their security cameras picked up two masked men walking around the home. Officers were then sent uh, to the home on Converse Street, and according to court documents obtained by Western Mass News, Mass State Police found a black sli- back sliding glass door on the deck had been smashed. They also noticed a light post attached to the deck had been broken off. In the area of the home, they were able to find one suspect who led police on a chase. That suspect was later identified as Jonathan Caballos. After they arrested Caballos, they were able to find a second suspect on nearby Churchill Drive, Sergio Rodriguez-Lopez. Police said they were able to positively identify the suspects based on the homeowner security camera footage. Both suspects are from New York and were arraigned in court yesterday. Do we know why they were in the area? I mean, was it specifically to knock on, into houses or what? Uh, what's the, the deuce on this? Well, I mean, uh, sometimes folks come up from uh, New York uh, visiting family up here in western Massachusetts. No, I get and that. And on but, the way but, out, they're like, you know, you know how like uh, you would maybe take your wife. Let's say you visited someplace. And sure. Hey, uh, we're up in Vermont. Let's get some maple syrup up here. You know, mm-hmm. that's some that's some good stuff. Some of that uh, fresh Vermont maple syrup right here. Did you say syrple? I did. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. It was a Roger Miller reference. <laughs> which, <laughs> you know, roses are red and violets are purple. Sugar is sweet and so, so is maple, maple syrple. syrple. Yeah, yeah. Right. You got to rhyme uh, something with purple. I mean, I can understand. You know, if uh, if you're visiting family, um, yeah. you know, sometimes you just want to get out of the house and commit crimes. I totally understand that. Yeah. But. It's not even leaf peeping season. Well, I yet. was gonna say, uh, what are you coming up here? Maybe the Big E. Maybe they're coming to the Big E. Maybe, Maybe they drove all the way from Queens. What are you gonna do with all that big... stolen merchandise? You're gonna buy all that stolen. You're gonna steal all that uh, the, all that stuff out, out of people's homes and then go to the Big E? Well, no, come on. Well, maybe you needed the money to afford a ticket to go see the Big E I by suppose. breaking into somebody's home. Investigators said the men stole property from the house and threw it into the woods during the chase. See, you didn't even get the stuff. Court documents revealed that the stolen property consisted of more than $2,400 worth of jewelry, items, and cash. They deployed canine units to find help the stolen property, along with any other evidence they were able to recover uh, the stolen property in a pillowcase. All right. Well, it's a very trick or treat way to do things. Listen, I, I suppose when you uh, when you realize it's a race against time, and you've probably seen the fact that there's a camera on the. <laughs> On the on doorbell, the door. uh, then they, you gotta you gotta work quick. You gotta go right to the bedroom, grab yourself a pillowcase, and start snatching stuff. A uh, Belchertown family told Western Mass News their cat was shot with a pellet gun when he was roaming around the neighborhood. Now they're asking for police and the public for help in finding out who may have pulled the trigger. The Leclerc family uh, told Western Mass News that their beloved cat Pumpkin came home last Tuesday night after roaming around their Belchertown neighborhood covered in blood. Uh, I thought maybe it got hit by a dog. Within five minutes, we were in the car taking him to an animal hospital because he was losing blood out of the hole, said Pumpkin's owner, Kimberly LeCleric. They uh, realized that their cat may have been shot, and they rushed him to a vet hospital in Connecticut. They said the vet found a bullet inside the cat's abdomen. Oof. It's a kind of a high-powered pellet gun bullet with a pointy tip to it. It's a miracle it didn't hit any organs, she said. Thousands of dollars and multiple procedures and pills later, Pumpkin is resting at home with his family. 
Humpkins' family said he used to occasionally roam around the neighborhood, but after this incident, he's strictly an indoor cat. Now, is uh, is Pumpkin uh, cooperating with the police investigation as to who shot him? No, he's uh, keeping his mouth shut. Hard to get justice that way. Sure it wasn't that dog next? Snitches get stitches, bitches. Yeah. Who, who shot you? Nobody, man. Nobody. Is there anybody in this neighborhood that's got a problem with you, Pumpkin? No, yeah. no, man. Where are you from? From nowhere. Yeah, none of your business. <laughs> none of your, none of your business. <laughs> you know, um, if I may, uh, not that I want to see anything bad happen to a cat. I'm not a particular fond, I'm particularly fond of cats. Right. But I, I wouldn't want to hurt them or, you know, do anything uh, mean to them. I just don't like cats. Okay. Uh, why do people let these cats just roam around neighborhoods? What What is the deal with that? There's one that <clears throat> is roaming around my house at, right. uh, you know, 2, 3 in the morning. I see it on the cameras, and I'm like, whose cat is this? It's urinating all over my house and the and the neighbor's house. Right. And I don't know who the cat belongs As to. As a uh, former owner of cats myself, I, I can tell you that, uh, and those were indoor cats, by the way. Mm-hmm. They were not outdoor cats. They were not, uh, they had no street sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, cats are, are natural hunters. You know, they, uh, they thrive in, in outdoor situations. You know, they'll kill animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they'll hunt, they'll forage, they'll do what they, they do what cats would do naturally Yeah, when they're out in the wild, like, you know, lions and the, uh, <clears throat> the jaguars. But, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, lots of people have the outdoor cat and there's never a problem other than the fact they're susceptible to more diseases and, well, and, and, uh, and I mean, injury. that's the thing. Like, why would you want your pet out roaming the neighborhood? Wouldn't you want your pet at home with I, you or I suppose, at least kept in some sort of like penned-in area knowing that the cat roams around everywhere? See, it would it, to me, it would be <laughs> entirely dependent on the neighborhood. You know, I mean, in uh, in some settings, you, you wonder whether, you know, they're going to get uh, enticed into these, you know, cat gang activities, uh, you know, get involved in the illegal drug trade, uh, start stealing cars. You just never know. Uh, you know, you want to make sure your cat is hanging out with the... Uh, with a with a healthy social group, you yeah. just never know. I know that's that's how I would feel if I were living in a big city. I just uh, I have a I have a big problem with that with people just letting their animal go anywhere they wants to. You know, when I was a kid, we had a dog, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we lived kind of in the woods, so you could let the dog go outdoors, and he'd always come back. He'd do his business, he you know crap in the neighbor's lawn, and then come back. He wasn't uh, chained up. There was no, uh, there was no, you uh, invisible fence. He just, you know, roamed the woods, and that was it. Just roaming the woods, and there was never a problem. Now today, would I let my dog out? Uh, no, because yeah. I don't think he's got any. Uh, I don't think he's got street sense either. I don't think he's all that bright. I don't know. I think if your animal is going off your property and going roaming around the neighborhood, you shouldn't really be having the animal there. That's just my uh, opinion I, about it. Be that way. But, again, you're letting the animal go out and possibly get killed. Maybe by it's coyote season now. Well, then it's up to you as the owner yeah. to, to uh, tell, him, tell him about uh, stranger danger. Uh, don't yeah. take rides for people in white paneled vans. Yeah, don't take uh, any candy. Don't take candy. If someone says, hey, would you like to see my pictures of children inside the van? Or I got, I got kibble here. I got catnip inside. Ooh, catnip. You always say no. 
Always say no. Yeah, but what kind of catnip? Is it the good kind? It's the medical grade. Kind. That's the one I want. Yeah, right. Well, I got my medical card, my medical catnip card. It's the stuff they got at the dispensary. It's tax-free. <laughs> it says so right here. <laughs> it says so right here on the card. Uh, here's a question. Even if you're not a baseball fan, Yankee slugger Aaron Judge has been chasing Roger Maris's AL record of uh, 61 home runs, and Albert Pujols uh, just hit his 700th the other day. So if you were at a game and caught a big home run like that, what would you do with the ball? Would you keep it to sell or be a good fan and give it back? I don't know what I would do. You know, on one hand, if you've got uh, Albert Pujols' 700 ball mm-hmm. in your hands, okay, that thing is going to pay for your house, yeah. your kids to go to college. It's going to be worth a whole bunch yeah. of cash. If Albert Pujols wants to get his hands on that ball, yeah, I'd be happy to sell it to him. A writer for Yahoo Sports did a big article after a 20-year-old Yankees fan caught Judge's 60th homer and gave it back to him. He got some cool stuff, like an autographed bat, but he could have sold the ball for at least $100,000 at Sotheby's. The article talks about how fans get shamed if they decide to keep a ball like that, and that's exactly what happened after the fan who caught Albert's 700th on Friday left the stadium with it. So who made the right call? I guess it depends on how much your diehard fandom is worth to you. It's you know I I listen I understand the immediate scrutiny, but mm. you know, the long term planning of this is uh, would suggest that the smart thing to do would be to hold on to it, and you know let the uh, the fair market determine how much it goes for. I was actually thinking about this before I even saw this article. I would give it back. I would give it back and say you know what I'll take an autograph something else. And then you make a sizable donation to the charity of my choice. Right. That would be cool. Because then at least you still have an... Listen, if Aaron Judge still signed a baseball bat, that's still worth something. It's probably not worth $100,000 like the number 60 home run ball, but it's still worth something. And uh, you you keep that. And then you, you... a charity uh, makes out on it. So I got a friend of mine who just texted me, right? Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he collects sports memorabilia. Okay? So, you know, he's... Uh, and he's not a dirtbag, okay? Let's keep let's just set the table here. Right. Not a dirtbag. He said that if you receive a, a piece of memorabilia and the sale of that would change your life for the better, mm-hmm. then you sell it. But okay. if it's but it, so for example, let's say <clears throat> Xander Bogarts hits his 27th home run of the season. Right. That's a ball you don't have to keep. You don't need that. I mean, it, it, when Albert Pujols hits, you know, seven oh one, then you say that's a ball worth keeping. Mm-hmm. You know, or you get a, you get you, you get a hold of his his final home run ball at the end of the regular season. Okay, that's the one you keep because that could change your life and maybe even the life of your children. Um, but if it's just a, a like a, you caught a, like a foul ball from Aaron Judge, big whoop. Yeah. Give me number 62, that's going to change my life. You know, I have to kind of agree. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I, 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 would you give a ball, would you give something back to a guy? I suppose if you wanted to be a nice fella about it. But if I've got uh, if I've got that Tom Brady football, <laughs> you know, I think I want to sell it. What are, the, what are the terms of the tickets? Do the tickets say they can take back whatever they want to from a fan if it was like a piece of sporting equipment that belonged to the game? I don't think the ticket specifies that kind of thing. 
Yeah. I know I don't, the ticket, I don't, like if you go to a hockey game, they're like, watch out for flying pucks, and we're not responsible if you get uh, your head bashed open with a puck flying through the air. Right. Or same with a baseball. But, yeah, I don't know if that's a stipulation. I mean, you could claim that as your own property because that was a game ball. True. It went into the stands that you purchased a ticket to be to view this game. But so that's that, not likely to be worth a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's not. I mean, if, if uh, a puck that flies into the into the stands is not going to be worth a whole hell of a lot of uh, hell of a lot in the free market, but a a a, a baseball, yeah. you know, a, like a significant milestone baseball. I would take a sharpie and write a smiley face on it, and then give it back to him. So you would ruin the value for everybody. Well, then everybody would know that I had a piece of that uh, home run history. Yeah, there you go. This douchebag uh, wrote wrote a smiley face on the on the ball, or just write you know write write like something phallic on there. Yeah, like, there you ah, go. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you wrote a, it for everybody. Here you go, Sotheby's. Here's a penis on your balls. <laughs> your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of seventy one. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of sixty nine. Giggity, it's fifty four in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Ah, yeah. It's Power Days at the Patera Ram Center on Riverdale Street in West Springfield. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 754 and Billy Squire with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 71 today. Tomorrow, sunny and high of 69. Giggity, it's 54 in downtown Springfield. And it is now time for No Hell This. <laughs> and then picture a bunch of uh, yeah, a audio bunch of, clips yeah. being thrown together in a uh, sloppy it's fashion. It's just the no- normal noises in here. The what? Just the normal noises in here. It used to be the normal noises in here. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. That's uh, right. Hey, uh, so now hear this. So we were just talking about Aaron Judge. Uh, every game now, there's our fans selling out ballparks to see if and when Aaron will tie the Roger Maris record of 61 home runs in a season. And last night's drama, he was up to bat in the 10th inning in Toronto when they decided to intentionally walk him. Fans were not happy about it, and his mom was shown in the stands. Here's the call. Uh, you got me? Yeah, I got you. You got you? I got you. You got you? I got you. Uh, maybe there you I go. Turn... Uh, see, things moved so much smoother uh, last week. Right. And Judge has intentionally walked. Now, you could get mad at the manager all you want, but he's playing for something. Now, if Alex Cora did this, you'd have an, a real reason to get angry, but he's trying <laughs> to win this game to get into the playoffs. His mom kind of amused and frustrated. Just think what you, back at home, and how frustrated you're feeling that you don't get a chance to see Judge, and then think that's her son, and she's watching every single at bat, waiting for him to do something so special. And so probably times it by a million. Oh you're man, your home. mom is there watching the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, I'm sure she's proud of her uh, her little Aaron. Sure, but it's like you know the guy's he's accomplished so much, and it's like how much good things can you see? You got to drag your ass to every ball game now. I know, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean they're playing against Toronto, and I, you know, I suppose Toronto wants to win a game. But you know what? From the guy a pitch, give him a chance, get it over with. It's yeah, like, what, what are you waiting I, for? Listen, I can see the point though. Of you're also trying to get in the playoffs. Are you going to give that up? Because this is the tenth inning. Yeah, are you going to give that up? Yeah, I know, I know, but without still. you know, without a fight, I don't know. I I don't know how I'd feel if I was on the other side. You know what I mean? I know, but you know, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna hit it. He, I mean, he's gonna get at least one more. Let's hope so. He unless will. they intentionally walk him everywhere. 
A uh, barista took to TikTok to stop uh, to beg people to stop using hacks and creative orders to save a couple of bucks on their drinks. Here is the uh, at the hip barista on TikTok explaining that it just wastes everyone time and is basically a big pain in the butt for minimum wage employees. You ready? Yep. My recipe, this drink is not supposed to be filled all the way up. Except when we see stickers like this, we know that customers are doing a hack and want the cup filled up. So we fill it up. Then we get talked to by management that's saying that that's not recipe and we're wasting product and we're not supposed to be using more than four ounces for drinks like that. Then the customer comes in and complains that their cup isn't filled up. And so then management tells us that we have to make the moment right. So then we fill the cup up. Stop with the hacks. Stop making minimum wage workers do circles for you. Just get a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, really? Just get a pumpkin spice latte. Simple as that, huh? Well, no, I somebody, a, somebody doesn't want to work that hard. I thought I the guess. customer was always right. Whatever happened to those days? I, I don't I don't understand the, the the Starbucks mentality. I went to, when they they came out a few years ago with the uh, cold brew. Yeah. And I like I'm a huge fan of iced coffee, so I'm like, "Oh, let me try this cold brew cuz it's supposed to be like extra rich and extra powerful." Well, they fill, like, an ounce of this coffee into the cup, and then they pour water in the rest of it because it's basically just a coffee concentrate. Yeah. But I also want to have, like, I, I want to have uh, that extra boldness and richness in it. Sure. So in the beginning, I said, can you just, like, not put water in that and just fill coffee up the top? And the and the girl was doing it down, down well, I won't say which one, <laughs> down the street. I mean, uh, but, yeah, or she was in doing the it. area. Yeah, and then all of a sudden one day I asked for that again, and the guy was like, yeah, we don't do that. We can't do that. That's against company policy because they realized that people were like, hey, give me more coffee in that cup rather than the water. Yeah, I want it's, it stronger. It's, and if also since it's, it's concentrated yeah. and they only have limited batches of it, yeah, they're gonna give it all. They're gonna give a, a bunch to you and probably have to charge you more. Well, I don't mind getting you know less water. I mean, you obviously don't want a, a super high concentrate of coffee all you know the whole thing like that. Right. Um. But uh, you know, come on, let's uh, just uh, too many rules. I don't have to, I don't have that many rules for coffee. Who do these Starbucks people think they are? Yeah, huh? getting like the Gestapo. It's uh, seven fifty nine at Rock one hundred two. And the sauce, it's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich. Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for the testimonial. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you are aware, I repudiate nature in all its many configurations. I'm not a fan of the outdoors. I prefer my animals to be domesticated. I'm not even that keen on exposing my tender body to the elements. Granted, not everybody shares in my belief system. However, I find that Mother, mother Nature to be nothing more than a spite-spewing, gaslighting, self-centered control freak who has to do things her way. She operates in a manner that completely ignores the needs of others. She lacks basic human traits like empathy, consideration, and understanding. And frankly, I refuse to be that woman's doormat. For example, you have any idea how disruptive Mother Nature's planning on being this week? I'll tell you how much. Plenty. This Sunday happens to be the matchup between Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, for my money, that's a pretty big game. Mother Nature, on the other hand, has a Category 4 hurricane blasting through the Tampa-St. Petersburg area this week, possibly as soon as tomorrow. And while I'm sure Mother Nature doesn't really care, 
Hurricane Ian is completely disrupting Tom Brady's practice schedule, forcing the Buccaneers to relocate their practice to the Miami Dolphins practice facility instead. The Dolphins, of course, are on the road in Cincinnati to face the Bengals on Thursday night. That leaves their place wide open. However, if Hurricane Ian winds up being a little jerk, that could force the Buccaneers' home game to a neutral site. And it appears as though that neutral site might have to be the U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis because the Vikings will be playing the Saints this weekend in London. You see what I'm getting at? The NFL has a series of very important matchups this weekend, and all Mother Nature can think of is about being a selfish drama queen without any regard to anybody else. And frankly, I can't respect that sort of narcissism from anybody, never mind some ruthless, spiteless broad who thinks she's entitled to her own way every single day of her life. Why we just don't, why we just sit there and take it like we're some sort of helpless lackeys? Well, not this time, lady. Not this time. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So you paint your house this year, but what's it going to look like in a de- in ten years, a dozen years? Benjamin Moore paint withstands the sun, the wind, the rain, the snow, Mother Nature, without losing its color, texture, or vibrancy. Go for the long-lasting, high-quality paint of Benjamin Moore, which you'll find at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny and a high of 71 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 69. Giggity, it's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Do you know how to spell scam, Bax? Uh, yes. L-A-W-Y-E-R. Ah! Oh, yeah, there you go. On the, on the phones from scamicide.com. Always great to welcome back Steve Weissman. How you doing, Steve? It's terrific. It's a beautiful, scammy day. Yeah, it surely is. How's that for a greeting for you? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the lawyer part or. <laughs> oh well. So uh, my th- grandma. So there's a big Category Four hurricane that's about to hit Florida, possibly as soon as as tomorrow. We've talked about these kinds of things before. Whenever you have a natural disaster, where you know people may you know, lose their homes or power or any infrastructure may be affected. There's always somebody looking to to, to profit off of this. Whenever there's been a, a, you know, like a, like a scam like this for a natural disaster, it just seems like, you know, how much lower can people go? But of course, that's what scam artists are all about. Tell us, tell us about situations like this. Yeah, I mean, they truly are the first responders. They are there in multiple <laughs> ways. I mean, first of all, they're not just out to uh, to get your uh, your money that you maybe contribute to a charity, which we'll talk about. They're there before FEMA gets there and saying, hey, we're from FEMA, we're from your insurance company, uh, give us this uh, information and turn the victim into, uh, victim people into victims of identity theft, or... Here you have to pay a fee in order to uh, get certain benefits. I mean, they're just vile human beings. But for the rest of us who are, you know, want to help, you may get a call. And even if you're on the federal do not call list, the federal do not call list doesn't ban calls from charity. So a legitimate charity may call you, but you can never tell if they are legitimate on the phone. So you just listen and if you do want to contribute, you hang up and you find the access to where you can get that real charity. But they, the issue is there are so many phony ones out there. 
the best tool you can have is to go to a, a website called charitynavigator.org, and it'll tell you a couple things. One, if that charity that contacted you in an email, text message, phone was a scam, and also the so-called legitimate charities, how much they're actually using for charitable purposes and how much they're keeping uh, for their own, uh, their own use. Charity Navigator also will have uh, on its uh, first page a list when something like Hurricane Ian comes as far as which are the best charities. So trust me, you can't trust anyone and you can't trust your, your phone or your email, but uh, you can find out where with CharityNavigator.org is a good place to send your money. So my question then would be, well, what is preventing a, uh, a scammer from scamming <laughs> Jerry Navigator <laughs> and changing information and stealing stuff from them. It'd be really tough because what happens is Charity Navigator uh, goes to these federal disclosure forms that have to be filed uh, for year every year uh, to uh, evaluate the charities as well as you know checking out some. So it is one of the few things that uh, I actually rely on because it's much too much work for a uh, charity scammer to do all that just to get Charity Navigator on board. They can scam people without it. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this American Airlines data breach. I hate those SOBs. <laughs> um, here's the thing. You know, and here's the problem. The problem is uh, a lot of these companies don't give a fecal matter about us or the data that they have. And the thing is, no matter how good you are at keeping your information secure, you're only as safe as the places with the weakest security. So American Airlines found out that they suffered a data breach. So they immediately, well, they didn't immediately, they found out in July. And last week, they tell the public, oh, by the way, uh, we've actually lost information such as your email address, your phone number, your mailing address, your date of birth, your name, your passport number, uh, all of this stuff that can really be used against you, particularly, you know, your, your cell phone number can be leveraged by a scammer so easily to get all kinds of other information about you and make you a victim of identity theft. You really need to protect that. But bottom line is, if you uh, flew in uh, uh, on American Airlines, I would even say, uh, you know, in the last year, you better make sure that you uh, freeze your your credit. You know, to the government's credit, and there's a sentence I don't usually say very often, they're really starting to clamp down on companies that are not protecting our information well enough, and uh, that's that's a good thing that they're starting to do. So. Um one of the things that that's, uh, happened since the last time we talked to you, the government uh, has uh, approved this idea or has talked about this whole idea of uh, student loan forgiveness. You know, as a, as a professor at, uh, at a university who, uh, who kind of you know, relies on kids to be paying an enormous amount of uh, money to go to college. Um, this, I mean, this, this is a, this is a, a, a situation. It's going to cost the, the, the United States government, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars to make sure this happens. But because scammers being what they are, they see this as another opportunity to either you know, scam the students and families, or I would imagine even scamming the schools themselves. Tell us about what, uh, what kind of scams are, are following student loan forgiveness. 
Yeah, I'm glad you glad you brought this up because this is student loan forgiveness and student loan cancellations have been scams for for years because you know anytime there's something that people are concerned about, particularly in a financial matter, the scammers are there and they can be uh, quite convincing. But you're right. We're looking at there was an estimate uh, the other day from the Congressional Budget Office saying this could be up to four hundred billion dollars. Okay, here's the very first thing to all all of the parents and students. If you get any kind of an email about this now to get in your application, it's a scam. They're not sending out applications until October. And so anyone that contacts you now is a scammer. So just ignore them. The key part of this scam is generally they want some form of an upfront fee. That is an indicator that's a scam because these fees are always illegal upfront for this kind of a, a this kind of uh, debt uh, help. Here's a couple of things to uh, uh, to consider. First of all, go to if you are if you're a parent of someone as you are with uh, college loans, go to scam aside and go to the August 29th uh, 2022 scam of the day because there's a link there that will get you updates from the Department of Education about the forgiveness program. So whenever the applications are going to come up, you will be notified and you'll know all along, and that's something uh, you can rely on. So that's one of the things you want to do. But there are, you know, there are other programs too. If if a uh, if a student they have the public service loan forgiveness limited waiver program. So if you've a student that's now working for a government agency, the military or nonprofit, you can get your uh, you can get your debts forgiven. My old college roommate uh, did that, and it worked really well. Hmm. But the the key thing is, no one is contacting anybody now about this who's legit. And if you uh, are asked for an upfront fee, it's a scam. You know, uh, Steve, my uh, my latest uh, scam calls that I've been getting are uh, I, I'm the executor of my my mother's estate. Uh, she passed away back in in November, and then uh, yeah. I, I I like to call the executor the whipping post because that's how <laughs> what, what I feel like. And, uh, and uh, one thing led to another, and there was some family dispute, and now this thing is like uh, really public uh, as far as uh, being on a court docket, and I'm getting contacted by all of these people who uh, want to know if I want to sell the property uh, that is associated with this estate. Now, there is no property, but what they look at is the last place that was an address for her, and they, are you willing to sell this property at whatever the address is? And I'm like, it's an assisted living home. Like, I don't know... <laughs> I think you should sell it to him. Well, I, you know, I, I finally, I, I must have got about a dozen calls already, and I, I said, you know what, let me start messing with these people. And I said, this is a very lucrative property. I mean, uh, so many people want it. I am now accepting $500 as an application fee just to be considered to sell this property back. But is that one of the, these property buyers, you know, the ones that, they're not, it's not just some guy in his office. Th these are like elaborate Operation. Oh, yeah. is, is this one of these things that uh, what are they actually offering money for property, or are they just trying to get your information? Uh, both. Some will be doing it because uh, 
Estates are always preyed upon because uh, a lot of times it's people that don't have experience in doing them. There's a, there's emotional, it's an emotional time, and there's a lot of information that they can leverage. So, yeah, some of them are scams. Other times, it's just wonderful people looking to take advantage of someone who's, you know, there's been an estate. Uh, we can gobble this up, uh, you know, for a, uh, for a low fee. It's also part of a whole trend of, it is just so easy to get personal information about people and what's going on from public databases. If you, whenever you buy, and you guys probably even, you probably got this, Steve, when you uh, bought your most recent home, they look and they see what deed transfers have been there. And then the usual scam there is you get an, an email. It's really important for you to have a copy of your deed. We'll get that for you. And they charge you like about four times what it would cost you just to get it from the registry of deeds. So anytime anything is in a court docket, a registry of deeds, or any kind of uh, data that people can access, the scammers will turn it into a scam. So you should always directly just go to the courthouse or go to the magistrate's office to get these kind of things, right? You used to be able to. Now you can get everything online. I mean, uh, you know, once the and when the pandemic started, a lot of the institutions made things much easier to get data and to deal with the uh, the courts and other institutions online. Uh, I I hardly stand up. Uh, it's easy for me to get everything I need. I'm becoming Java the lawyer. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> All those, all those tasty cakes you had. That's from, it from the last. That's year. it, Steve they Weiss. Are delicious. Yes, they are. Steve Weissman, it's always great to to give me a scared crapless uh, with you <laughs> whenever we talk to you from scamaside.com. Uh, Steve Weissman, we'll talk to you soon. Love it. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Steve. It's uh, eight twenty four. We're back. and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Football one one two for complete offer details. It's eight twenty seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Ever play this game called PUBG? No. It's like some kind of, uh, it's PUBG, the Battle Royale game from publisher Crafton, will be banned now in Afghanistan for in 90 days as the Taliban says it's a waste of time and it's too violent. The Taliban, the Taliban saying says this? a game is too violent. I mean, I can understand them having a problem with it being a waste of time, but violence, I mean, they built, the, that's, that's, that's their best, some of their best stuff is violent. Listen, I know we blew up many of their American soldiers, uh, but that was in battle, of course. We don't. We are not a violent people. No, we don't want to see people die. All we want to do is restrict the the, the freedoms and values of everyday citizens. Just, that doesn't make us bad people. We just wish death to America. Is that so bad? But we are at least we're just restricting it to Americans. Join me on PUBG for a. <laughs> I've never seen that. What is this game? I don't even know what it is. You know, I don't know. I don't really know. I knew uh, I had a babysitter for the kids who used to play it all the time. You know, I'd come home. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, playing PUBG. Is it a, like a board game or a, uh, like a phone game? It's some kind of battle game or something. It's oh. one of these. I don't know. It's one of these user. I, I don't know what it is. I'm too old to know. <laughs> That's what it is. You're not e and you're not even old. But because it's like a lack of interest. I don't care right. what, what it's about. Well, the Taliban's got it uh, all up in yeah, arms about Taliban, it. Yeah, uh, the Taliban. No, you, why'd you play words with friends? <laughs> it's, it's like you know, if ISIS you know, you know, released a statement, you know, 
This game, listen, we're bad, but this game is crazy. We're going to go back to the dark ages of Facebook and play Farmville. <laughs> Who has a cow that we can use? Or a plow? We should be playing things wholesomely, like Mafia Wars instead. Or Candy Crush. Mmm, <laughs> delicious! <laughs> it's 829, we got news coming up next with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 832. The Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serve Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or serveulocksmith.com. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, Bax. You're very welcome, Steve. Uh, the Springfield Police Department is investigating after two people were found dead in a home on Sunday night. According to spokesman Ryan Walsh, officers were called to a home on Maynard Street. Around 10.15 p.m. on Sunday, Walsh said that a relative found an adult man and woman dead inside the home from apparent gunshot wounds. Walsh said there is no threat to the public. The names of the people have died have not been released. The Westfield police are asking for the public's help to identify a man who allegedly caused damage at a gas station on Saturday. According to Westfield police, around 6.45 p.m., the man allegedly caused damage to one of the pumps at the Gulf Gas uh, located at 278 Elm Street in Westfield. Police say he bought gas and then used a pair of scissors to cut the electrical wires on the gas pump. If you can identify this man or if you have any information, uh, contact Police Detective Williams. We did find out his name was Jason from Western Mass News. I want to know how you, uh, what wires are you talking about? These things are pretty well contained and most of the wires are concealed. So I don't, you know, what are you talking about? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe did he pull back something? I don't know. You know what? I'm going to stop there today and find out what those wires were that he cut. Yes. I'm going to be the investigative journalist in this situation. Good for you, Steve. Why should you rely on someone who does that for a living? I love going to the gas station I never go to. (laughs) You know, it's like you should almost uh, organize a tour of some of uh, Western Mass's finest gas gas stations. Oh, yeah, like the Gulf Station on 278 Elm Street. Ooh, that's a beauty, isn't it? That's guy, a nice one. But this guy, uh, he's, a, he's, he's a portly fella. You know, they should, uh, they should, uh, the police department should start nicknaming these people. Uh, I don't know if that's right. Uh, like, uh, Tubby. We should, we should, uh, we sh- you should be on the lookout for Tubby. Steve, even if a guy has his own pair of scissors... I don't know if he needs to be fat shamed. He's a guy who's got some issues. You know, he, for whatever reason, he feels that he wants to to, uh, to cut wires. But should we be fat shaming a guy simply because he may have a glandular issue or, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, emotional eating Maybe issues? Maybe he cut or... the wires because he wanted to eat them. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, so again, so then, then you're talking like a, maybe perhaps a, a mental health issue. Should we be shaming somebody? I think that might be insensitive. If you're having a mental health issue, you shouldn't have a license and be driving around cutting wires off gas pumps. Yeah, maybe. Uh, NASA successfully completed its double asteroid redirection test on Monday, launching a spacecraft into an asteroid. This is just like Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. This is crazy, man. <laughs> the goal was to change the path of the asteroid, diverting it away from the Earth, just like in the movie. Did it work? There is no real threat on Earth, though. Oh, we're just uh, we're just practicing. 
the collision happened 7 million miles away from our planet, and technology could someday be used to, to save humanity in an Armageddon situation, according to NASA. The mission has been in the making for years. A man-made spacecraft the size of a vending machine launched last year by NASA finally hit an asteroid known as Dimorphos. On Monday evening, the collision occurred around 7.14 p.m. with an impact of 14,000 miles per hour. You know, uh, I've seen some animation online Mm -hmm. uh, that suggests what would happen if there were like a direct hit on Earth by an asteroid. Yeah. You know, like uh, like meteors, uh, uh, no big deal. Cause a little bit of problem where it hits, but an asteroid, uh, that would be a really bad day. Because yeah. the animation that I saw basically showed the the entire planet uh, engulfed in flame. A global killer, if you will. Yes. Now, I uh, personally uh, would like to not have that happen. I would like to be long, long gone before we're all incinerated in this kind of uh, situation. But, you know, you can never be too careful. That's why NASA is doing this. That's why they're trying to... Uh, do a practice run, just in case. Well, how come they didn't hire an oil rig guy uh, like uh, like Bruce Willis and his crew, and Steve Buscemi? And, uh... Well, I think at this point, uh, Bruce Willis is really not in the shape that he should have been. Uh, you know, that he would have been, you know, like 20 years ago when he was in that movie. Okay, Bruce Willis was uh, the right guy to send up. Well, unfortunately, Bruce Willis is now going through some sort of medical thing. I- I'm just, I'm just saying, like, why didn't they get a guy like Bruce Willis, like a, like an oil pump? Because guy? Bruce Willis is a one of a kind type of guy. And then uh, where's Aerosmith singing? Uh, I don't want to miss a thing. <clears throat> That's a good question. Yeah, and I don't know if NASA has answers for that. Do we play that uh, horrible song? Uh probably. It's not one of my favorite. Yeah. I, you know, I prefer the drug-addled Aerosmith. Yeah, you know, like they, a rag doll. And, uh, no, even before. No, they weren't even all that uh, drugged up back then. In fact, they were sober back then. I'm talking like you know, rocks and toys in the attic uh, and you know, yeah. those those albums. I mean, you can you can you a can big ten inch. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you you can almost sense like Joe Perry snot bubbles coming out of his face because he's you know so high on whatever he's on. Yeah, so some some sort of you know drug cocktail. Those that's the Aerosmith uh, period that I love the most. You know, yes. when Steve Perry's like, you know, passing out at the Worcester Centrum. You know, those are the kinds of shows that I recall and love so much. Oh, back in the day. Those, yeah, good times. A business owner in Springfield has been working for nearly seven decades, and it looks like there's no intentions of slowing down anytime soon. 97-year-old Joe Maruka is the owner of Winchester Auto School in Springfield. Joe's been on the job for more than 70 years. His resume also includes service in World War II. Back in the day, we took the U-boats to the beach, and then we took the Jeeps. They were GPs. They were dead to the name for general purpose vehicle. Steve, if I'm still working here at the age of 97, yeah. okay, I want you to ball up your fist and punch me right in the throat. <laughs> yeah, but if you own the business, let's say you own this I'm not going to own this place. If you did. All right, hypothetically, if I own the place. Would you own it until you were 97 years old? I would try to pass it on to uh, my heirs. And what if your kids say, uh, yeah, Dad, uh, no. no then I would sell it faster than you can say, Baxi's got heirs. In recognition of his time on the job, his coworkers wanted to throw him a little party yesterday to show how much Joe means to everyone there. It wasn't a surprise party, was it? You can't do that to a 97-year-old guy. Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. It's a, this is a cake in the conference room situation. Hey, by the way, there's cake in the conference room. Yeah. And then uh, they all go to the conference room and uh, and they all thank Joe for his many years of owning this business. 
Hey, you know what? Good for Joe. 97 years old. God bless him. I, 70 years running that place. But as we spoke a couple hours ago, like, uh, are you doing the driving test still? Probably not. I'm, I'm going to guess that, uh, that Joe's got people doing that for See, him. See, I would put, if he was, I would put not only student driver on the back of that car, but student driver with a 97-year-old instructor. So that way you can go, okay, I can see why they're going five. <laughs> Whoa, slow down, kids. Slow down. Yeah, does, does, does the driver car have the, you know, like, a, like an old honky horn kind of thing? <laughs> Sir, it says 25 miles an hour. What are you? Are you in a hurry? What are you doing out here? Get away from me. What are your pants on fire, kid? Look at look at this humdinger going all the way down the street. Why don't you pull this jalopy over and let's see if we can do a three-point turn. You know, when I first started this job, if the car backfired, the horsies would get scared. <laughs> Back in my day, we had to crank the cars. There was wild horsies running everywhere in the street. There was horse apples right there, right when you stepped out of the old Ford Etzel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, rock down the rumble seat and let's go. <laughs> and not the rumble seat in Chickabee. I feel I feel bad because I'm not trying to make fun of the guy. No, I just, I'm just like putting in perspective of like, okay, if this guy really is a driving instructor. Uh... <laughs> oh my god! Hey, it was Springfield Day at the Big E yesterday, and I totally forgot I got stuck in traffic on Route Five. Why'd you hit Route Five? I don't know. I think it was just, I was going to Westfield, yeah. and I'm like, I wanted to go to the other, you know, the, the side closer to West Springfield, Westfield, sure. rather than go up 91 the other way, uh, and then I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, what am I doing here, and I get stuck. It wasn't that bad, because now they, they've at least, you know, made those two lanes, the shoulder and the right lane, right. part of the lanes to get up, so you'd... I, I, it, was, it was maybe a five-minute backup that I experienced, and then I was able to keep going uh, around. But you got all these construction projects going on everywhere. Down at the next rotary, which would be, um, what is it, the That's, South End Bridge? Or no, the... West Springfield. Uh, Memorial Bridge. No, no, the Memorial Bridge is the one that I was talking about. Oh, 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 oh. It's okay. the South right. End Bridge. Yes. Right? No. North End. North End Bridge. Yeah, the North End Bridge. Yeah. Whatever. It's one of the bridges. Anyway, You yes. get off of that. And there's construction there, too. There's construction all going through that uh, that Elm Street area in West in West Springfield. And it's like, oh, man. Construction on top of Big E traffic? This is ridiculous. There's a friend of ours who's uh, you know, trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff and, just, and, and uh, said, yeah, I'm going to bring a, a bunch of stuff to Savers this week in West Springfield. We're like, dude, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Not this week. No, not today. No. Not while the Big E is going on. No way, no how. Well, you can get out of there pretty easy if you're at Savers. You just if go out at, that little back wave behind Bob's and. But and, to get to Savers, yeah, it's a you pain know, that in the ass. that's that's you know, when traffic is real busy mm-hmm. and ain't an easy place to get to. Yeah, this past weekend saw more than three hundred thousand people on Saturday and Sunday combined. Overall, more than eight hundred and seventy thousand people have attended the fair so far this year. Officials were happy to celebrate. The city uh, of Springfield yesterday to start the last week of the fair. May a dom dom on the scene. We are Springfield proud. We are Springfield strong. And we are Springfield. 
that will continue to go and be able to move the city forward. It's just great to be out here again on Springfield Day, and I love interacting with the crowd. Peace out, Mayor Dum Dum. <laughs> and then he drops the phone and walks away. You know, I, I was saying earlier, he left us a voicemail, uh, you know, uh, wishing us well on this oh, yeah. new endeavor of this Bax and Nagel show. Which, uh, we got to talk about that. That sounds like a, like a horrible German car. The boxing ah, nagel. The boxing nagel. It's the boxing nagel. Yeah. You got a schlagen and an organ. It's boxing nagel. A lot of people were suggesting that we change the name to Bagel, which I don't, I, you know, no, I'm, I mean, if someone wants to make a boxing nagel bagel, that's fine. But we're not changing the name. No, it's Jerk Store, and that's what we're going for. Hey, you know what? Maybe those fine folks from, uh, from, uh, uh, tandem, the Tandem Bagel Company over in West Springfield, Ooh. who has also got one in Northampton and uh, East Hampton. They sell out of rices too. Uh, they do. Yeah, they do. Oh, why can't we get a Bax and Nagel bagel? I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that would drum up a whole lot of business for them. You're damn right, it would. A Bax and Nagel bagel. But what yeah. would you put on it? First of all, what kind of bagel would it be? Oh boy, I don't know. Um, something stinky. Uh, Asiago cheese. Yeah, something An stinky Asiago with cheese. cheese. Yeah, yeah, Asiago cheese bagel with everything. I like an everything bagel. Well, like uh, lox, cream cheese. Yep. Lox and and chive cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Right. And and butter. Ooh, butter. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? With a few capers on it too. Yeah. Well, of course. Onion. Yeah. You want the onion too? Onion. Red onion. Yeah. Red onion. Of course. Definitely a red onion. Yeah. I think uh, we could do the Bax and Nagel bagel over at uh, Tandem Bagel. And they, I would like these delivered to our office every single day. They have uh, no idea that they're going to be doing this, but they are. Because <laughs> now everybody's going to go in there and go, hey, where's the Bax and Nagel bagel? What are you talking about? We don't sell a Bax and Nagel bagel. Yeah. And then they're like, I heard you talking about us yesterday. What exactly ingredients did you go into? I was like, well, you can download our podcast absolutely <laughs> free at rock102.com and find out for yourself. You can review the recipe. Because I don't remember the recipe, even though I just said it two seconds ago. I know it had something to do with fish. Yeah, that was yeah. about it. I like the I like the idea. A Bax and Nagel bagel. Well, let's let's get it going. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of seventy one. Tomorrow mostly sunny with a high of sixty nine. Giggity, it's fifty six right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Exterior Construction is your go-to roofing specialist, offering gutter installs, gutter guards, gutter cleaning, now making and installing five- and six-inch seamless gutters for residential... Classic Rock. It's 852 in the Scorpions with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Nice day today. Sunny and a high of 71. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Dave Miner's Exterior Home Improvement has been uh, helping us with the Mayflower Marathon already. As you know, we got a brand-new location this year at MGM Springfield, but Dave Miner is uh, putting together the Mayflower Marathon match. Now through October 7th, which is next week, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements will match all monetary donations made to the Mayflower Marathon online up to $5,000, and you can help by visiting rock102.com and click on the banner Donate, and you'll be able to help us out with the Mayflower Marathon. We're already getting a pretty uh, good head start with the Dave Miner Mayflower Marathon match from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, uh, this story came out last week, but we really never got a chance to, to, to talk about it. <clears throat> but let me just read this uh, from you, or for you. Uh, Evansville, Indiana. The woman at the other end of a leash held by retired teacher Ruth Bays didn't say much other than the occasional meow. Mm-hmm. This is Teresa, who identifies as cotton candy. 
Bays and Teresa Finn addressed the Evansville Vandenberg School Corporation Board on Monday about social media rumors that the school district is allowing students to dress and behave as animals, even providing litter boxes and bathrooms. It's not true, EVSC officials say, and they have taken to the school's social media accounts to say so. It's unfortunate that schools around the nation are needing to waste valuable time to address such ridiculous rumors, said the uh, spokesman for the school district. Okay. So um, she wants to be identified as a cat? Well, she unsuccessfully ran for the school board in 2020 Mm. when it was reported that she had a history of making inflammatory remarks on social media. Gotcha. Uh, Stories about furries in EVSC schools have Mm. been spreading on social media sites such as Facebook in recent months. Fueled by rumors among concerned parents and conservative activists nationwide that school children self-identifying as animals are disrupting classrooms. <sighs> I always identified as a troublemaker, and I was rightfully put in uh, room 205, which yeah. was the room to go to when you got in trouble. I uh, I was identified as a class clown, mm-hmm. and depending on which teacher you dealt with, uh, you know that was either good or bad. Now I'm identifying as handsome and uh, sexy. Which, I might, uh, I which, might, I'm identifying myself as uh, as thin. Yeah. Hey, thin. <laughs> well, not not by name. Oh, yeah, but that, isn't that a pronoun? That's a pronoun. My pronouns are uh, are handsome and sexy. <coughs> well, so those, those are saying, those are adjectives. They're not actually uh, pronouns. Well, it's something to identify myself as. Yes, isn't it? I guess. So when you say handsome, hey handsome, hey sexy, like that's the way you got to address me now. Okay. From now on. All right. Uh, all right, they're uh, <clears throat> sexy. I, uh, I'll be sure to do that. Hmm. I I, uh, I also identify as uh, as bored and uh, <laughs> really not interested in activists trying to prove some sort yeah. of point that nobody cares about. No, I'm I'm kind of with you on that yeah, one too. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I don't know. It's uh, 8:56 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Fall is here. And so is the Big Bonk and Smoke. The Big Bonk and Smoke returns to the log cabin on Wednesday, October 5th. Built by Dave Miner, exterior home improvement.